You know what I was thinking about? What? Earlier today. What were you thinking about earlier today? Do you remember the wild, wild west days of buying a movie theater ticket and then showing up to the theater and having to like fight for a seat? Yes. I actually, those days are not that long ago. I th- Our theater just went to numbered yeah. seats like three years ago, like yeah. like a year before the pandemic. Our started. local AMC was late on the bandwagon. Yeah, but I think it's safe to say like most major movie theater chains all do like you yeah, know, like you buy your your seat numbered seats. Yeah, I think that man, I re- I just remember <laughs> going to see. It was like the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Those were the days. And it was like opening night and going, it was like going to war. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, you know, you're going to be sitting like directly next to a stranger. Man, so much has changed. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing that like, why wasn't like numbered seats and like buying your specific seat in advance, not a thing way longer than it it is now. I think it probably, it just took longer for it to get to us i think it was a thing for a long time yeah in other state in other places but we live in like a relatively small town and i think it was a thing for a long time in other parts of the country do you remember for like the big movie releases you'd have to go with you and your friends early we need to be at the theater an hour before it starts if it was like a star wars or something yeah yeah, like an hour in line outside the theater yeah well, and there was the classic, like, you lay your jacket down on one side yeah. and you sit on the other side and then you have to fin- fight people off where you're like, they come up and there's like, these seats taken? It's like, you know, these seats are taken. Yeah. Oh, dude. you know, they're taken. Dude. Back it, off. It was so embarrassing when you had to save like four seats yeah. and it's just you and someone goes like, oh, is that seat dude, taken? You're I remember like, there yeah. were times when we had to save like six, yeah. like six or seven seats. That's like people start to like and it just grows resentment within the friendship whenever they're like mm-hmm. late oh and dude. you're like i can't hold these seven seats forever you're frantically like, you texting gotta show them, up. like like hey man get in here. here in the next five minutes your seats go into some random woman <laughs> named carol i need help oh and that was the worst part is like even if you did get all your peeps yeah butts and seats yeah there's still a good chance you're sitting next to a rando oh yeah well, that was the thing is you had to work it where you get there early, but not the first one there. Yeah. You want to be the second person there so that you can f- pick a seat within the body of seats. Yep. So that you have friends on both sides yeah. and you're not on one of the outer edges. There's a science to it. Yeah. But sometimes you'd, you'd think you were safe. Like I remember there were times where. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not filled. We're in a row. This we're is like the worst. me and me and all our friends. <laughs> we're just sit in the middle of the row there are seats everywhere yeah and yeah. some <laughs> lunatic some yeah yeah absolute psycho <laughs> sits next to you even well, though there are so many other seats the, no the worst would be is it whenever you realize that you realize you're not safe yeah because the credits are rolling and it's dark now mm-hmm. and it starts to like oh maybe i'll make it and then you see that one person walk in you know the look on their face where they're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they got their Got their neck long. Yeah. And they're looking around and you're like, oh, no. And you're looking and you don't see any other empty seats. And you're like, no, there's one next to me. And you see them hunting and then they spot you. And then they, in the dark, have to go down the row (laughs) 
scrape their butt against you and then well, sit do you down remember, right next to you. Do you remember when you were the friend late and you had to like yeah. in the dark look for your friends to like yeah. wave to you? Yeah. And like those 20 seconds where you don't see your friends waving <laughs> and you're standing like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the theater where everyone can see you like heart pounding. Uh-huh. Like I need to find my friends. They need to wave me down like right now. Yeah. Also, let's like... Let's have brighter trailers. It's yeah. every trailer is inside of a dark cave for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. walk in from the daylight and you're like, your eyes aren't adjusted and you can't see a thing. It's like pitch black yeah. in the room. It's never the bright, shiny, like rom-com trailer no, that open up the theater. It's always the dark night. Yeah. It's like this movie came out four years ago and there's still a trailer there's for still this. still showing trailers night. for this? <laughs> like we've seen it. Oh man, we're on to the third Batman post Christian Bale, and they're all they're still showing it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I just was thinking about that earlier today, and those were the good old days, man. Like when our kids grow up, we're gonna tell them, <laughs> like we're like Pet- Pepperidge Farms remembers, and just be like, oh my gosh, like we had to fight for our seats at the movie theater. Like we're gonna recall these days, like we were in World War Two. Yeah, we had to fight too. We had to fight. For we our, literally for had to seats. like get in arguments with people. Sometimes. And now you can. Now it's we are all, so blessed. Boop, beep, we boop, can boop. stroll into the movie thirty seconds before it starts, and know where we're going. Yeah, not a care in the world. What is our generation's like? Um, electricity or internet because like we were alive basically the internet existed when we were born so like yeah. I don't count that as like our giant thing you yeah, know I mean by the time what's going to be our giant thing by the time happens? we were old enough to like get on the internet it had already like been established yeah I don't I don't know is it even around yet I don't know that's the thing what's going to be the, the AI? Made, is it going to be that you can buy movie tickets on yourself <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <sighs> do you want to do a Mad Lib? Do I want to do a Mad Lib? I I don't know. I'm trying to find one on here. Okay. I'll uh the I'll, judge's decision. You know how stupid it is to be able to utter the words. I think we've already done that one. <laughs> Oh, that we that, do that classic scenario where you've already done the Mad Lib. I feel like we, I feel like for grown adults, we do Mad Libs pretty often. No, you know what? You know what? People are sleeping on Mad Libs. I agree with that one hundred percent. People I think agree. it's for ten year olds at sleepovers, but I'm here to tell you, nope. It doesn't matter how old you are. Ages six to ninety, man. It's a good time. It is. I 100% agree. So I've got a couple of options for you here. This is what our podcast has become. It's just like, hey, you just, you want to do a Mad Lib right now? Look, I mean, I'm always down for a Mad Lib. This is peak programming. You know what? It's, you know what the best thing about a Mad Lib is? It's five minutes out of your day. You know what? You may not laugh, but what else would you be doing? And it's a good refresher on your grammar. Yeah, it you is. Know? What it's is like, an adjective? What what's an adverb? What's well, an we'll adverb? Find out. Yeah, let's check it out together. Okay. Yeah, hit me hit me with a, a mad lib. So I have a couple of different options. Okay. Oh man, we've already done movies. It should be fun, it looks like. Should we do that one let's again? Let's do it again. 
Let's do these, it again. these people weren't there when we Replay did it. Replay story. We did that one two months ago, apparently. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. Hey, here we all go. Right, so we need a plural noun. A plural noun? Yeah. Okay. Um, Karens. Okay. Good old Karens. Yeah, just the, the silent podcast of Evan <laughs> typing in the <laughs> Mad Lib answer. <laughs> This is yeah. what people want to hear. This is peak podcast programming right here is just silently typing into a cell phone. <laughs> All right. Adjective. Adjective. Um, sticky. Stick. I, I was thinking as along those same lines. I think just when you're already picturing a movie theater, you, you just think about that sticky floor. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, plural that, noun. Plur- another plural noun. Yeah. Uh, Ears. Richard mm. Nixon's. <laughs> Okay. So I think it's because I watched The Nice Guy. Oh, my gosh. Remember that uh, Nixon joke in there? No, I don't, oh. actually. He's ta- He tells that it's story. It's been a week, and we're still talking about The Nice Guy. <laughs> we should just make this a Nice Guy's podcast. No, yeah. he tells that story about uh, the guy who um, was was uh, was dying, and then he just so happened to like run into Richard Nixon, and they were like, what if he thought that's just what everyone saw before they died was Richard, <laughs> Richard. Nixon? Okay, I do yeah. remember that now. Uh, noun. Noun. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. <sighs> sneeze? I, I guess like a sneeze is a noun. Yeah. But it's also like... An action. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah. Let's pick a different one. Noun? Oh, nose. Nose. Nose, yeah. N O S E nose. Ad, another adjective. Another adjective. Um, yeah. Effervescent. <laughs> Let's see if Evan can spell it. I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't spell effervescent. I think I got pretty close. Yeah. I mean, as long as you, when you read it, yeah. as long as you recognize what it is. Noun. Noun. Um. Let's, uh, let's throw in uh, your boy Nick Cage. Should I do your boy Nick Cage? Yeah, your boy, yeah. your boy Nick Cage. Your boy, which we've been teasing about doing an episode on Nick Cage. We are going. We're to. gonna we're gonna do it, but it like you can't waste that episode. No, you well, gotta make sure. Also, I feel like I have a family tie, you know. Yeah. To Nick oh Cage yeah, now. yeah. You haven't told the people. So my son was born on Nick Cage's birthday. So holy day. the same day. So I feel like Nick Cage is going to be something that comes up, you know, more yeah. than than once. Uh, if Nick Cage, God forbid, had passed before your son was Don't born, even talk like that. We could have said like he is the re- reincarnation. I'm Nick Cage. I'm confident that Nick Cage will have a movie come out the year he dies. Yeah. Like, and it's going to be called like the death of Nick Cage. <laughs> Something meta. He yeah. does have a super meta movie coming yeah, out soon. I don't so. know when it's coming out, but he plays himself. Another noun. Oh my goodness. All the nouns. Okay. We've done too many people. So we got to do a, a place or thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know why, but Seattle is in my head. Seattle. I don't know. I'm really, I really okay. want to psychoanalyze myself with all these answers and be like, why did I say that one? Name of person in room. Well, that's you, Evan. That's me. Here we go. Here we go. I'm in location. We just did a location. Oh, shoot. Um, uh, okay. Well, wait, it's, but it's the whole topic is a location. It's movie theater. Let's do uh, Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know. I was thinking of um, Point Break. Isn't the lead character's name like oh Johnny Idaho yeah, or something? something like that? <laughs> you know, you have a good movie on your hands when a character's named after a state. Well, then you got Dune, Duncan, Idaho. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, maybe that's what I was. No, thinking but of. no, no, Johnny Utah, Utah, Utah. 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 Do you want to change it to Utah? I don't think I can go. It's back. too late. Uh, adjective again. Can't go back on a Mad Lib. No, you can't. <laughs> adjective. Um, uh, musty. I I always go for like scent based a adjectives. Scent based adjective. Whenever I'm doing Mad Libs, like stinky or musty or like goopy, which goopy, goopy? isn't really a scent, but like you smell it, you know. Goopy's a fun word to say. It is goopy. Uh, name of person in room. Well, should we do the same person or a different person? Well, I, I guess you go with my name this time. Go Andrew. Go Andrew. Yeah. Do that. Name of person in room. Oh, Evan. Uh, <laughs> well, we could say the audience. Adjective. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> Adjective. Goopy. These are all adjectives. But goopy. Yeah, I got you it. Gotta go oh, it's already in there. Goopy. Get the goop going. Uh, plural noun. Plural noun. Um. Uh, mothers. <laughs> I want to hear you finish. <laughs> mothers. Yeah. That's it? That's oh, okay. It. Mothers. Those are multiple. All right. Uh, oh, did we got the results here? Part of body, plural. Oh, no. This could go south so fast. Um, part of body, plural. Feats. Uh... Earlobes. I don't like earlobes. Come oh. up with a different one. Uh, <laughs> uh, knee pits. You know this thing right here, yeah, the knee yeah. pit. I don't the, mind that. The um, underappreciated pit. The, okay, so it's calculating now. Oh, it's calculating. Now it's gonna ask you. The for, app just destroyed are it. You it just closed me? out. Are you kidding me? Hold on, hold on. Do we have to redo this whole stinking Mad Lib? I don't think so. Hold on. It might. I don't know. Hold on. This got Kids, this is why you don't use a free Mad Lib app. This is. On your iPhone. No kidding. We've okay. We've used this before. Okay. It saved it. It saved it. Okay. Oh, we my got goodness. It. Here we go. Movies. Someone listening just had a heart attack. Yeah. This is called Movies Should Be Fun. Okay. Hit me. In recent years. There have been too many disaster movies in which tall Karens catch on fire. <laughs> Sticky dinosaurs come to life and huge Richard Nixons attack people in the ocean, making you afraid to get out of your nose in the morning. Oh, yeah. That makes no sense. Movie fans ask why we can't have more effervescent pictures. Like <laughs> That's <it>. totally me. <laughs> Movie fans... Ask why we can't have more effervescent pictures. Mm. Like, it's a wonderful ya boy Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Gone with the Seattle. <laughs> or Mr. Evan goes to Idaho. <laughs> uh, these films made you feel musty all over. <laughs> these same fans Ooh. also ask why we can't have more funny films with comedians such as Laurel and Andrew. And oh. Abbott and Evan. <laughs> Classic comedy duo. These goopy performers gave us great slapstick mothers. 
That's that still makes our knee pits ache from laughing. Oh man. Boom, there you go. I just I'm picturing like my favorite moment was movie fans ask why we can't have more effervescent pictures like it's a wonderful your boy Nick Cage. <laughs> it's a wonderful your boy Nick Cage. <laughs> no, I just love picturing um you know how on uh movie trailers they drop like all the press like quotes yeah. of like reviews and it's always like um it's like an astonishing achievement but then what if there was one that's just like left me feeling musty <laughs> left me feeling musty all over everybody <laughs> go check out this new movie it left me feeling, <laughs> feeling musty two musty thumbs right up oh man that did not disappoint a good old mad lib that's the that's why i think mad libs are so good because you you're not out anything yeah. Just a couple minutes, and maybe you had a good hard laugh. It really helps you tap into that like pure self, that like naive younger version of yourself that was just yeah. open to laughter. Yeah, yeah. It also helps you think of silly words. Yeah, and remember that goopy, goopy. is fun. Use use goopy in a sentence this week, guys. Use next Madlib you do. Uh, throw your boy Nick Cage in there. It will not disappoint. It will not disappoint. in the Madlib. Yeah. Well. Welcome to professional appreciators. I like saying welcome like seven minutes into the podcast. Yeah, we'll put the timestamp if you want to skip yeah. through that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say welcome to the people who accidentally clicked on the podcast or on the video. I want to say right. welcome to the people who committed, who to stuck the, around through to the, the mad eight lib. minutes bits. Yeah, those are the people who deserve welcome. Yeah. Um, but today we kind of struggled to come up with what we we're going to talk about. It's been a busy week. Yeah, it's I, been a busy week. What doesn't help is it's been busy. Also, you and I have been watching drastically different things from one yeah. another. Um, we haven't, like, all the stuff we want to see this month hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen a, a few things recently yeah. that are probably worth talking about, but they don't fit, like, a theme. I've mainly been watching climbing documentaries. Yeah, you told me. And Yeah, I, that was not helpful. I texted you this morning and was like, hey, like, <laughs> I have some ideas, but what do you want to talk about? And you were like, I've been watching climbing documentaries <laughs> dude get into it man you know it's i didn't fun. know there were so many like i knew about free solo but two came out uh well one came out this year that i've been wanting to watch that just dropped on netflix recently mm -hmm. and then 14 peaks came out on netflix and 14 peaks well they were both the 14, 14 peaks of mccluskey <sighs> no that's not it 14 fists of mccluskey for once upon a time in hollywood Oh, yeah, no, that's not the same thing. But uh, 14 Peaks was really good. And I actually think you'd really like it. But like like I've said to you before, um, I'm the biggest poser, like, yeah. ever. Like, I would never climb a mountain. Like, I would love... I would love to, like, have the opportunity maybe someday. Mm -hmm. But like, I just feel like I'm... I stand in awe of those people. So, like... Whenever, any time I have a chance to watch a good climbing documentary, because there are some great ones out there, I love watching it and getting into it because I'm just absolutely in awe of their ability to do that stuff. And this is free climbing? Yes. Well, uh, 14 Peaks is different, but the other one, the Alpinist, is mm -hmm. solo climbing. Right. So, yeah. like, they have no ropes. Yeah. The, the alpinist was a the solo real climber. ones the mission impossible Two. tom cruise yeah these climbers. guys are these guys are just unbelievable man yeah. it's it's crazy but those two climbing documentaries are very very good um yeah 14 peaks 
Yeah, that was yeah. that was something else. The story in that one, man. I think the only thing of note I've seen recently, movie wise, is like Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Power of the Dog on Netflix. Oh yeah, I, really I watched. Enjoyed. I watched that as well. We should talk and about that. We should talk about that because uh, talk about that eventually. And yeah. then um, what was the other western I watched on Netflix? Um, uh, oh, the one with uh, with the. Uh, and what the, was it called? With the guy, <laughs> the new Mar- the it's new Marvel guy. To me. What's his name? It's gonna come to me here in oh a gosh, second. Anna is gonna kill me. It's gonna come to me here in a second. Yeah, let me let me back up to my. This is why you get a letterbox page. The harder you fall, the harder you fall. That's right. Yeah, that's kind of hard because it, that's not like a Western title. No, it's not. No, but the harder harder they fell, the harder they fall. I actually really dug that. Yeah. Um, but before we get into any of that, we kind of decided yeah. on a topic. Yes. And, uh, based on a true story, which I was thinking about this. Uh-huh. When you really think about like all the movie genres yeah. that are out there, I feel like based on a true story is a widely made genre that no one talks about. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, and I, I, I feel, I, I feel a little bit like people don't. Uh, sometimes whenever there's something that's based on a true story, they shy away from it mm-hmm. because I think it's very easy for people to latch onto and be like, this isn't, this isn't accurate. This isn't correct. Like this isn't the, the in this time period, they wouldn't have done this, that or the other. Like people get super, super critical about it. Mm-hmm. But the way I think about it is that this was inspired by some true source material and there will have to be variations upon that true source material for the movie and some of it could be very accurate and some of it could be an extension just a stretch of Mm -hmm. what that is because it is still a movie they want it to be entertaining and stuff but but i i do enjoy kind of digging and being like okay so what part was like that that, that's a crazy story what part was real what part was accurate what was kind of stretched and made up i i really enjoy that part of it so as long as you don't get too like it has to be exactly correct the entire way yeah. and just realize like it still has to be a movie. I'm the same way. It, it's like, yeah, I think there's a point where you don't want to come across like you're trying to be accurate and then abandon that. But if you, if you just come at it where it's like, Hey, like we're using this true story as inspiration to make a really compelling film. Yeah. And sometimes you have to change things to, enhance the drama yeah um and speaking of the harder they fall i really liked what they did because the characters in the movie are based on real historical people but they made it clear at the very beginning they said um this is a fictional story right but the characters are real right and i was like okay you just made it very clear right off the bat i actually really like that and i think that if they hadn't done that the rest of the movie would have been really confusing, confusing. kind of, but, um, yeah. because style like stylistically, it's so obviously like hyper fictional. Yeah. But it, that is really cool. And, and also I do feel like that's a, a bit of an untapped well of like, there are so many like wild characters from history mm-hmm. that, are very larger than like are larger than life and unbelievable that it's like, well, 
what if we took this character that was kind of a real person and put him in this interesting situation? Yeah. How would he react? That's kind of a fun Well, and then there's the do. reverse of it. There's the Fargo move where yeah. it's a completely fictional story, but you put at the beginning in the title cards, you know, the events in this movie depicted are real based on real people. We've changed the names that protect the identities of the victims. And that's a really interesting twist where yeah. it's like, Hey, let's tell a fictional story, but say it's real and see how that changes, how the audience watches it. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought that that was, I did not understand that the first time I watched that. How, how could you? And I was like, wow, this is a real story. Whoa. I like how they could do that. Like I didn't know, like you can just do that. Yeah. That is like, I didn't know there's not a, there's a, there are no rules. There's no, like, there's <laughs> yeah. no based on a true story police. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are it's like, Hey guys, stop the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we just got word. Not real. Not real. Just wanted you to know. Yeah. Now keep going. Um, okay. So would you rather talk about some of your favorite based on a true story movies, or would you rather start with talking about a true story that you think would make a good movie? Oh, interesting. Um, I, what immediately comes to mind just because I feel like it's the most recent true story movie that I've watched was King Richard. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe I would prefer to start talking about movies that I like that are based on a true story. Let's do that. And the two that I'm thinking of, have you seen King Richard? I have not seen King Richard yet. The two I'm thinking of, you have not seen. So great. There you go. King Richard. Um, it's the story of, uh, Richard Williams who raised, uh, the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Um, I was ready to step in and, and drop their names in case you forgot. No, nah, I won't. I forget. was like, he's not going to remember Venus and Serena. So <laughs> oh, I, was about, I was about ready to pull that mic oh back and gosh. just be like, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Put the pin back in the grenade. Um, yeah. so it's about their father and kind of how they grew up and how he, raised them and kind of what he did and his plan for how um for how he wanted them to be the greatest tennis players in the world which was yeah. a goal that they accomplished and this is an interesting story because as i was watching it i'm not a huge tennis fan um but as i was watching it i was like is this true like i think all great stories based on a true story mm -hmm. make you ask at some point in the middle of the movie is this true this can't actually be is true. this actually true and so i found myself at certain points in the movie being he's like, not a real king yeah <laughs> yeah that's a confusing title this, this hold up <laughs> no but i i found myself asking in the middle of the movie like this is a really unbelievable story like mm -hmm. how uh, most true stories happen organically yeah. Where it's like a person in a certain circumstance has a skill or an ability or, or something and they use that and much to their surprise, it takes them to like different places in their life that they wouldn't have expected. Yeah. The different thing about King Richard was that he, he says adamantly he planned this. Like this was his plan all along. Like. Right. Like they have him saying it in the movie a lot and they have footage of him saying it like actual like footage from years ago whenever they were kids of him saying like 
they will be the best tennis players in the world. Like they're going to be the best in the world, the best yeah. ever. And I've planned for it. I have a specific plan written out since the day they were born. And it's like, this is yeah. like, how well, could that, this be real? Like that really rides the line between like inspiring and also like, is your dad insane? Icarinos? Yeah. Also, but yeah, that's one thing in the movie and they didn't do a ton of it, which I think was actually good. Like they did, he was not a perfect person. Like they, and they referenced that in the movie at one point in particular that I'm thinking of. Um, like he was not a perfect guy by any means. And they, they make that pretty clear. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think the reason why it works. And I was, I thought about this cause I was like that, that it rides that line between insane and inspiring because what if his kids didn't want to be tennis players mm-hmm. and he forced this, you know, but the thing that makes it lean inspiring as opposed from crazy, which it is crazy too, is that they had that same dream. Like yeah. it really seems like, and the, the way the movie depicts it, it really seems like they had that dream that they were like, we want to be the best in the world and we're going to do what it takes to be the best in the world. Yeah. So that's why like it kind of, it makes you feel better a little bit because yeah. you know, they also wanted well, it. Well, did you know, um, Joe Rogan's dad actually his whole life was like, you're going to be a podcaster. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. For a second, I was like, <laughs> Joe Rogan's dad, what? Joe Rogan's dad was like, you are going to be the greatest be podcaster, the podcaster slash host of X Factor. I'm of all playing time. for it. Dad was podcast. <laughs> why, did, why did young Joe Rogan sound like that? What do you think the first podcast was? It was probably something stupid. Like, you know how like the very first YouTube video was like me at the zoo? Yeah. And it's like 10 seconds of like someone at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. The very first podcast was probably just like, hey, uh, what's up? I'm uh, reviewing Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's me, Dorito boy. Uh, <laughs> spicy nacho. Let's, let's try. Oh, they're spicy. <laughs> and there was like, well, back then there was just nothing in it for you either. Yeah. Like you just. Like you just sent that out into the world and people were like, well, oh, well let me go download this Doritos review and then like painstakingly like put it on my let listening me device. This audio of a yeah. Doritos review. Also like when podcasts were in their inf- like infancy and you wanted to like get the word out, like how would you explain that to someone? It's like a radio show. So well, what well, radio channels it, it on? Whenever you want. It's not on, well, it's not on the radio. Yeah. Where, what? That must have been an interesting concept to explain. Yeah. It really is. That is fascinating, though. Um, where, where were we? <laughs> yeah, we were okay. talking about Okay, movies. back to King Richard. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so let me just ask you something real quick. Yeah. Uh, our boy, Will Smith. Yes. I feel like he's been in some, like, hits and misses recently. How is Will Smith in King Richard? Because I feel like he hasn't had, like, a good role in a while. Honestly, he crushes it. Okay. Like he really does. Okay. He crushes it. It's That's very awesome. good. Um, yeah, he does. He does a really good job in it, and all the acting is actually very good. Um, John Bernthal's in it. Oh yeah. And he's really good in it, and the best like supporting actor. Yeah. In the man, last like yeah, five years. Yeah, they they do. It's really well acted. It's good. Will Smith does a great job in it. Um, That's good. And. Yeah, I was not, it was not, you know how sometimes whenever you're watching a movie and it's based on a true thing or whatever and you're like, that's still, Mm -hmm. 
that person, that actor. Yeah. It's that actor. Yeah. It, King Richard doesn't really have you ask that. It doesn't have you asking that question really once you yeah. get ten minutes in. Well, You're that's like, good. that's Richard. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's he does a good job. Another based on a true story recently that came out that you haven't seen still, which oh, I'm shocked a, at. Yeah, the, the Last Duel. Oh, the last. I thought you were gonna go tick tick boom. Oh, dude, that's another one though. I thought that's where you were going. That's another one. But that yeah, one actually seen the last is supposed to be very close. Again, goes back to the thing, the genre no one talks about that is everywhere based on a true story. Yeah, I that that movie is very good, and I'm not a musicals guy. Mm-hmm. I don't really like musicals very much. You know, nothing yeah. against musicals. I actually think. To do a musical. You're talking about liking musicals like it's like a thing worth being canceled over. Listen, look, look, I'm not racist. Look, I know that there are a lot of people that really love them. Yeah. Like really love them. And I don't want to. No, I see what you're saying. Like, it's not that musicals are bad. I'm not saying that musicals are bad. I'm saying I have a hard time immersing myself in that world depending on how the musical is done Mm -hmm. tick tick boom i did not have a hard time immersing myself in that world the way they laid the songs in and the music into the story was really good and i must say this for musicals so hard to have to be so hard to write yeah where it's like i'm gonna write dialogue to this Mm -hmm. film or play and i'm going to push the story along with my dialogue but I'm also going to write songs yeah. that have the beats of the story in them and like have character arc in mm-hmm. them that push the story forward. That would be so hard to write. So like I have a great respect yeah. for it, but it's not my main. Well, I've like, always I wondered cannot... what the script for a musical looks like before the songs are written, because is it just like interior dance studio day (laughs) john sings the song (laughs) next scene (laughs) i was just like they write the song man it it really is well and tick tick boom really it does a good job of kind of showing the struggle of that and how much time and effort and commitment it takes um yeah i had forgotten about that one a little bit but i thought about it for days after i finished watching it that was it was very, very well done, and Andrew Garfield can sing, bro. That's awesome. He can sing, and he acts his butt off in that movie. He and does it's, a uh, great it's job. Lin Manuel Miranda's directorial debut. He well, he did in the Heights, I think. There no, no, he didn't direct in the Heights. Oh, he didn't direct that one. Not, not no, not the feature version. Oh, okay. I'm sure he's done like theater directing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, I thought he directed that one too. No, I think that was. Um, well, no, dude, Tick Tick Boom was like, I that was a very good movie, and the songs are extremely good. The story. Jonathan Larson's story mm-hmm. is fascinating. Um, he, uh, yeah, that that whole story, I don't want to say too much about it because I do feel like knowing too much about it could, right. you know, no. like I think there are things you could give away that would mess it up. So I don't want to say too much. But um, all I can say is I really enjoyed it. The songs are going to be stuck in your head for days after you finish it. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield's performance was like, it was incredibly moving. So, yeah, I think for anyone that is an aspiring writer or creative of any kind, Mm -hmm. musician, um, would really get something out of that movie. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, before we move on to 
true stories that could be movies. I yeah. want to share what my favorite based on a true story is, or maybe, and maybe yeah. like my second favorite. Go for it. I wonder if you could guess it. What my favorite based on a true story is. Your favorite based on a true story. Can you give me like a hint, like a genre or? Okay, I'll say. I mean, it is kind of a genre. I'll but. say it was made in the last 11 years. Okay. So it's not like an old, it's not a super yeah. old one. And it's about technology. Bull, no. It's about technology. I don't know. Tell me. The social network. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. And I still think, I mean, it's not like it's underappreciated, but I feel like Every year we should be singing its praises, yeah. especially recently. I feel like that movie becomes more and more like prescient yeah. in how it's like observed social behavior, um, yeah. especially with like Facebook coming back into the news and like all the controversies. Right. I, just, I love how it's like a modern take on Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, which mm, I've, interesting. Which when Mank came out, I remember David Fincher was talking about how like when he made the social network, he always saw it as like a Citizen Kane like story. Yeah. You know, if you think about um, uh, Rooney Mara's character as like the rosebud and how wow. the movie ends. Yeah, I hadn't connected those with dots. With Zuckerberg yeah. like looking back at that initial relationship and what inspired him to even make the Facebook in general was yeah. just like he could not connect with this one person. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, that's Kane's, really cool. You know, connection to rosebud i really like that but i i just love its examination about how like this thing that became that went on to control all of our lives started because like one guy just couldn't connect in real life with like, with a human being yeah and it <laughs> which is like that just sums up everything that's happened in the last like 15 years it's just like our yeah how technology has affected our inability to like socialize and how it's you know changed the way we socialize yeah um and how it preys upon those human um desires that are built into us right so i just think like every year i watch it i'm like man this movie is like it was made in 2010 and it's still relevant yeah but you take away all that because like i know there's like some fiction to it like obviously yeah so you take that all away it's so good it's so engaging yeah it's directed so well aaron sorkin you know what like i know he gets some flack for his sorkinisms sure but the dude knows how to write dialogue i love him for it though and when he's in the hands of a guy like uh fincher who like knows how to edit and knows what and like when to stop and when to keep going with the dialogue Mm -hmm. it's magic yeah i love that movie to death yeah also just like what a unique pairing and what a like rare thing it is to have such a well-known writer and such a well-known director kind yeah. of put together and really very different styles yeah uh, and and have that be something that, that comes out yeah that that's an awesome movie I, I i often forget about that and um yeah i feel like it couldn't have gone on last week's episode because I think it it was very well rec- oh, yeah. it was very recognized, but I do think people tend to forget about those kind yeah. of things. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that 
in 2010, it was so hyped Yeah, that people, you know, like when something gets so hyped, people start to be like, okay, settle down. Yeah. But I think enough time has passed where like, let's just admit, like, like, if you're you're talking about modern classics. Maybe we shouldn't settle down about this. It's the social network. You know what else is, uh, has characters based on a true story? What? Heat. <laughs> Dude, when you said that, when you said this morning, I was thinking about doing movies based on true story. I was like, you're going to wiggle in heat in there. Yeah, well, it's Every in here now. Okay, real quick. The other based on true story that I love yeah. is uh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, man. That, dude, that is the ultimate based on a true story that movie. That is because it, it does exactly what I was talking about. You get halfway through that movie and you're like, okay, what if this is real? Yeah. Like, you're like, you're like no, how much how of this is real? Stretch this? And they really did it. They did not stretch it that far. Yeah. It has, it's, it's, it has that element. It has the, yeah. in, it, the indulgement element, which is like when you watch this movie for the first time, you're like, I kind of want to be that guy. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like all... I mean, I don't want to say all Spielberg movies. Yeah. But I feel like that's something Spielberg can do really well sometimes is like, man, yeah. I want to I want to be in there. Like yeah. I want to be yeah. I want to be in that world. I want to live in that world, you know. Yeah. Uh it's an underrated Spielberg movie. Yeah. It does not get its proper due along the lines of like a Jurassic Park or a Jaws. Really or- it is kind of fascinating too cuz it was like you've got DiCaprio, Hanks, Spielberg like yeah, it's like a quite the trio right you there. You got um, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, oh, to man, he's so great in that. To, to Myers, yeah, Remember with the, the cream, the yeah, in the yeah. in the bucket of cream. Oh, dude, also I think that's an early like um, foreshadowing of Leo's like comedic chops. Yeah, because there are a lot of moments in that film where he has to like carry the scene comedically. It's really funny, yeah. Like, especially the scene where he's pretending to be a doctor and he has to, like, rush into the surgery yeah. with the leg. You know what? Dude, Amy Adams. Oh, early Amy Adams. Yeah, is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Man, I forget about that. Yeah. Um, it's a great cat and mouse movie. It's one of those movies where when it comes on TV, like, you have to stop what you're doing and watch yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, I'll just be standing in the living room watching it for, like, half an hour. And I'm like, what was I doing? It, like, puts yep. you in a trance. Why is it that as people, we enjoy watching movies where just people are smart? Yeah. Like, I know that smart people are fascinating. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just love every time in that scene, whenever Tom uh, Hanks goes up to him and says, like, I figured out how you did everything, but I want to know how you passed the bar. How mm-hmm. did you cheat it? Yeah. And he was like, I didn't cheat it. I just studied really hard and passed it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, like the first time you see that, you're just like, oh man, like here's, I got a theory. Okay. Here's my little theory on that. I think it's because we are raised to believe in all of these rules and systems and you have to play. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Like you have to play the game this way. Right. Right. And then when we watch a movie or read a book or a right. story about someone who's like cheating the system, yeah. it's so rewarding because we've spent our whole lives being like, no, you have to do it this way. You got to put in this, like you got to wait your turn, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't take this shortcut. And then it's just great to watch someone be like, nah, I'm going to, these rules. I'm just going to skip straight to the yeah. front. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to pretend to be a pilot. And then everybody's like, but what about that guy? Yeah. It's like, but, well, he's and, already and gone. We see, can't stop him. You see like, kind of like in a way how quote unquote, how easy it could be. Right. And like how like, just like kind of gullible people are. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like. 
people are eager to trust. Yeah. Like that's, and, and I think people that realize that take, can take advantage. Yeah. <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie realized yeah. that people are yeah. eager to Frank, trust. Frank Abagnale. Real yeah. person, man. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. That's a great one, man. That's, I had forgotten yeah, about that one. If you have not seen Catch Me If You Can, you have to watch it. That's a very easy recommendation. I feel it's like. so engaging. Yeah, it's just one of those movies who, who doesn't enjoy that. Yeah. So fun. Um, do you have a story that you would love to see adapted into a movie? Because I have one. You do. I do. Uh, you go first. Because I didn't really think about this. I'm just going to be forthright. It's not a story I've like had for years. Like I literally just read about it today I gotcha. in preparation. Yeah. But I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Part of it is because it involves our home city, St. Louis, Ooh, which is confusing right. because I'm wearing a hoodie with a giant Cubs emblem on it. Pay no attention. Grew up in St. Louis. I'm a Cubs fan. It's weird. But get over We're it. all over it already. Okay, it's so I, I read about this today in preparation. Okay. It's about the 1904 St. Louis Olympics. Are you ready to hear about how crazy this Olympics was? <laughs> I'm so ready, dude. Okay, here's this the first. Sounds, this sounds so good. Yeah, I want to see a movie made about this, okay? And then at the, when I tell you the whole story, I'm going to tell you who I want to direct it. Okay. okay? First... The Olympics was not supposed to be in St. Louis this year. I love it already. It was supposed to be in Chicago. <laughs> okay. But St. Louis was planning a World's Fair around the same time. Okay. So whenever you said St. Louis, I was thinking World's Fair St. Louis. Yeah. Movie idea, but go ahead. Yeah. So they were planning a World's Fair. Okay. Yes, they were. Um, And the city of St. Louis was like, hey, we want the Olympics. And so if you're going to give it to Chicago, we're just going to throw a World's Fair and put in some sports competitions. And it's going to be a whole mess because, you know, right? it's going to be a divided audience. Well, so then the people in charge of the Olympics caved and gave it to St. Louis. Jeez, St. Louis, that's but a then, dirty move. But then because St. Louis, like, wasn't a, at the time, like, well-constructed city with, like, sure. enough infra- infrastructure. Details. A bunch of countries opted out. So I think I got to find the exact figure, but like out of the, um, 630 total athletes there, 523 were Americans. So there were 630 total athletes. What? Only 523 of them were American because so many countries opted out. Only 12 countries showed up, uh, because of like the low speed of travel in St. Louis. So there's that whole element. Yeah. Well, here's another thing. It lasted for five months, which the Olympics, if you've ever watched it, does not last that long. Well, <laughs> it lasted for five months. Uh, basically, uh, most of it was like track and field competitions, but uh, the rest of the events were sprinkled among several several months of World's Fair sports showcases. So what they did is they ended up still having the World's Fair and like events and challenges in the world's fair were considered Olympic events. And so that became confusing. So there was like a military athletic carnival and like an Irish sports festival and a YMCA basketball championship that were technically at the time considered a part of the Olympics. And it got really confusing. <laughs> so, the? so the fairs organizers, uh, like they just used an umbrella <laughs> term and called everything Olympic. And then oh later, they had to, later they had to review it and determine what was and what was not Olympic. Okay. So if you won, you had to wait and see if you won an Olympic 
competition or not. Yeah, if like if your sport was considered Olympic or not. Oh my gosh. Um, so then the uh, uh, the marathon that happened was a complete train wreck. So uh, the race was held in 90 degree weather on a dust covered road and the inhospitable conditions conspired to force 18 of the 32 competitors to withdraw from exhaustion. One suffered a stomach hemorrhage and nearly died before receiving medical attention. And then the actual guy who won um, spent the last 10 miles of the competition in utter agony and was given several eggs, doses of toxic uh, poison, and even plugs of brandy to keep him on his feet. So, like, most of the people, like, nearly died from exhaustion. But then... <laughs> I'm sorry. This. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. Here's the, here's the crazy part. So, the guy who initially was declared the winner was found to have cheated. So, the guy who was initially crowned the winner, what happened was, like, halfway through the marathon, he got, he got sick and he needed medical attention. So, a car came and picked him up. And took oh. him to and went to take him to the hospital. But then the car broke down, and in between that time, he started to feel better. So the car had already driven like towards the direction of like the end of the marathon. So he just got out and finished the race after getting like a ten mile car ride. And so then he he finished way ahead of everyone else. And so they went to declare him the winner, and he went along with it, just being like, "Oh yeah, it was me. Oh, I did it." Oh my gosh, dude! And then finally, someone was like, "Hey, I think that guy got a car ride," and they <laughs> took the gold medal from him. <laughs> oh, it did. I thought this part was funny. Um, <laughs> they included tug of war as an Olympic event, which I just find hilarious. <laughs> I find the idea of someone traveling from very far distances to a city to in the middle of America to do a tug of war competition. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Which country's best? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Pulling this rope. And then the last thing, which, which nowadays you'd get so utterly canceled for yeah. is the games included a side competition for third world tribesmen. So they called the event anthropology days what? And as part of the two-day contest, so-called uncivilized tribes were recruited from the World's Fair's human zoo. Oh, my. It, and encouraged to try their hand at Olympic sports. Andrew, so, it keeps getting worse with each sentence. So these these white people in the early oh 1900s gosh, pulled dude. people from their what human the? zoo and were like, hey, look at these... Uh, Look at these tribesmen. Let's make them do Olympic sports. What the heck, dude? <laughs> oh my gosh! So that was over a hundred years ago. Um, that was. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That was a long time ago. You wow. Can, you can try canceling the year 1904, but it, everyone's dead. <sighs> so, um, holy cow! Yeah, the 1904 St. Louis Olympics. That sounds like an absolute train wreck are you ready to hear who i want to direct it yes i'm very curious taika watiti oh dude like you just sprinkle in his like comedic flavor yeah i can just see it man. oh my gosh dude. i think <sighs> i think that would be perfect like i want to see that movie i found it today i literally googled like like crazy real life events or oh something oh my gosh and lo and behold something from my hometown popped up Wow. 1904 St. Louis Olympics. Dude, that is legit insane. 
That is crazy. Isn't that amazing? Cow. That's unbelievable. And that is what makes a great based on true based on a true story movie. The fact that it's unbelievable. Yeah. Honestly, there are so many points in that where you'd go, there's no way that happened. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. I think the hard part would just be like finding some kind of like through line or something that like would like unite it dramatically, mm-hmm. like a message or something. Right. But I mean, or it could just be a totally off the wall comedy like, you know, um what we do in the shadows. Right. You know? That is like a perfect director choice though. Man. Did you have a story? Nope. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. I was so enthralled by your story. I don't that's think fine. I don't think I could think of one that's better than that. That's that's, that's totally that fair. is a great idea. The World's Fair thing um, isn't uh, Devil in the White City a story about? Oh, yeah. It's based on a true story. It's a book, but it's based on a true story is that about at the St. Louis World's Fair. No, it's Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Um, but I thought that there was. I think Martin Scorsese was supposed to be doing a movie about it and i don't think i don't think it's the movie he has coming out with leonardo dicaprio yeah is Uh, that devil in the white city it's uh, it's not called devil in the white city let me give it a goog it's not called devil in the white city it's called um uh the under the flower moon or something oh killers of the flower moon killers of the flower story yeah Yeah. it's a different one yeah but i thought he was supposed to be attached to direct um to direct that movie yeah i don't know yeah, yeah, he's making Killers of the Flower Moon, which I think is another true story yeah. crime book that was popular. Yeah. It's like the same style as Devil in the White City. Yeah, so I heard that that was something. But, yeah, I was trying to think of, like, mur- like w- murder world's fair yeah. stories, but that's the only thing I could think of. Well, I was also thinking about mentioning, like, stories I've heard on true crime podcasts mm-hmm. um, that would make, like, for a good movie. But then part of me's like, I don't know, is it, like, good to, like exploit these like real people suffering for a movie like i know what happens but yeah it's a little it's one of those things where it's like do you do it to like advocate for the crime not being solved and raise awareness or is it like are you just doing this so you have something dramatic to watch and entertain yourself yeah well i think that there's an interesting way of going about that too like that that right there makes me think of wind river because it's Mm -hmm. not a true story but it's a story about something true that happens yeah to a certain people a group of people yeah and so it's like bringing attention to that without really like Mm -hmm. calling out a true like necessarily like a true story but it's kind of informing you about something that is real that does happen um i think that about does it yeah i got my coffee's gone i'm <laughs> there you go. It's about time for bed. <laughs> yeah. But real quick, housekeeping. Yes. Um, I think next week we're gonna have our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have an idea, and I think you guys are gonna like it. We were talking about it. I, I, I don't want to spoil it. it but, I dig uh, it. I'm about it. So stay tuned for next week. Um, if you're listening on audio, remember you can watch all of our podcast episodes on YouTube at Why It's Great. If you're watching us at Why It's Great. Go into the links below in the description and I'll have the links to the Spotify and to the uh, Apple podcast yep. so you can listen on audio while you're driving, while, while you're working doing the out. dishes. Working out? Can you imagine working out to us? Please don't. <laughs> no. 
I don't. <laughs> Please don't. Please, I just listen to us, but just not in that setting. Like, I'm sorry. Listen, you listen to us however you want. Okay. Okay. How about that? Yeah. No judgment. Yeah. Well, you know what? Go hit, go hit the treadmill. Yeah. Play last week's episode that you missed, and uh, we'll see you next time. I don't like that you're assuming that they missed it. <laughs> <laughs>